Welcome back to the Rise of Black Fathers. This is Quan and JJ. We have special guests, Uncle Tommy and Jerry, discussing the topic of communication. Let's talk about it. All right, Tommy, we're gonna we're gonna kick it to you because you you're the reason we're here. You know what was what was your your thinking? And I know you reached out to Quan and you said you wanted to touch on this communication topic. And when he told me, I was like, oh yeah, we got to make it happen. So just curious, um, like when, how, why, you know. Why was this topic kind of on your mind? You want to bring it to this space? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's just still wanting to learn. Still, just still trying to learn how to communicate with the wife and the kids and with friends and just, just people in general, you know what I'm saying? Because it just feels like, I don't know, just if you be too honest, Cause I'm a real blunt type person and I just, I just say it, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think about the next person's reactions or their feelings or I, I do think about their feelings, but I, I try to just keep it as real and honest as I can. And sometimes it comes off different. So I just try to figure out ways to communicate. Sometimes it's silent. Now I just go silent on the person. That's a good form of communication for me because I ain't got to worry about nothing else that comes with feelings and hurt personalities or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it just, there's been a lot of communication breakdowns that's been going on. I've been just been thinking about that. And then this past week, a lot of that been coming up more and more and more with more and more just simple communicating with everything in life, you know what I'm saying? It just it was just one thing on my head that was just there and it was just trying to figure out how to. Uh-uh, you went on mute. You're on mute right now. You'd be more open to everything feeling, I guess. Yeah, I, that's it. Man, I, great topic. I'm just like you. I know when you describe how your communication style, um, blunt, straight, you keep it real. I'm just going to tell you how it is. It's coming from a place of love, but I'm going to tell you how it is. And something that I learned, and by no means I'm an expert, I struggle in the moment. It's often I reflect back and have to be like, oh, I should have did this. But asking the person, are you looking for my advice or you just want me to listen? Um, there's sometimes like I, I jump into advice mode. You're talking to me and I'm trying to jump in and really you just wanted me to listen. So I often have to re- remind myself, is this person, is this person asked me a question or do they just start venting? If they're just venting. I'm just going to sit there and listen. And then if they ask a question, then I'll give my opinion and they're more receptive to hear it. But if you just start giving your opinions, I found that even if it's something they probably need to hear based off what they told you, if they don't want to hear it, then it's gonna come off um, worse than you probably wanted it to do. Wanted it to come off. Uh, oh yeah, that's it right there. You ain't never lying there. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to Unc. How really originally, man? I called this nigga up. I was like, man, we on a roll. Like we've been doing, we've been growing and figuring out our groove. I was like, hey man, you know what you, you know what you want to talk about? What's on your mind? I was asking him for some, uh, for some feedback, and he was like, man. Whatever then happened that day, his mind, his mind state was on, you know, just communication. Like you said, with his wife, with his kids, family. I was like, ooh, that's it. That's it. I said, stomp, stamp, lockdown. Y'all got you. We tried to do it last week. 
I was like, nah, you know, she just wasn't working around. I was like, I need both y'all, Nick. I need all three of y'all on this call so we can really hash it out and really just, you know, work through it. But, uh, you know, that's just the biggest importance of it. It's just that communication. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's this one topic about the wife, another with your kids, on how to communicate. Yeah. Man. On that. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'll jump into the, uh, I'm going to actually address this to Tommy, you being the father. Um, as a kid, I often didn't feel like I could communicate to my dad. Um, and not because necessarily he didn't want me to, but because I just felt like I, my opinion didn't matter. It was like, he's the father, he's the elder, he's the experienced one. What can I say to him? Like, why is, what, what is my feelings going to do to this man that is more experienced? He's telling me what to do. He's kind of outlining my life and telling me the do's and don'ts. So, what am I really going to tell him that you don't already know? So I'm curious, um, in your experience, um, as a father, looking at how your, your kids probably communicate to you, um, how was how that relationship in, 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 your, in your experience? That, I think it's more, yeah, probably a little bit more fear-based, yeah, scare-based up in there of not knowing how to come to a person and talk. Like, just like this, we had just this little past little incident. She asked her mom if she can get her a vape. Her mom don't smoke. I'm the one to smoke. Why wouldn't you ask me? Wouldn't you think you would get a, getting a better response from me? You know what I'm saying? But I understand you don't want to ask me because you feel it's going to be some type of retaliation if you ask me, you feel you. I don't want, I don't know if they scared of me or whatever, but it just seemed, it just seemed like, I don't know, just, I don't see why they wouldn't, not saying be slick about it, but just use some type of common sense. Like, why would you ask a person who don't smoke to smoke? Even though you're going to get the same answer, no, but why wouldn't you ask the person who smoked? It's just them, just them little simple things like that. I don't know why they do it or why. The boy, he's he's pretty, you know. You know, he, he talking, he we communicating stuff like that. But my oldest boy, he he older now. He don't we don't really talk too much. He even got a kid and stuff like that, and he's setting his ways. I ain't probably talked to him in a couple months now. Tell you the truth. On both my parts, because I ain't called him either. He ain't called me, but that's just how I am. I don't really call nobody. So, but just uh, a lot of that stuff I've been thinking about, like, why don't I try to communicate with him? But at the same time, he's living. He's, he's you know, he's a grown man. I mean, and that comes from not communicating with my dad because he wasn't around and all that good stuff, whatever. So I didn't really learn how to communicate with another man. My mom, cool. I could tell her anything. It's whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, as far as another uh, a male figure, somebody that's over me or something like that, I just didn't learn how to communicate with them type on a regular communication basis. More just strictly street stuff, which is 
don't teach you too much. Just, just, just that type of communication. More of the not less street, just more normal communication, talking stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, um, when did this, but, when did this hit you? Like, okay, so it sounded like you're you're aware that you're aware of something. You know, on the communication realm. Oh, I'm aware. I don't communicate with no goddamn body. <laughs> but that's I've been like that. You know what I'm saying? But it, it fucked up some shit. But I mean, hey, I mean, yeah. shit. It's just I don't know. Just it ain't the way it should be. It's just the way it is for me. Could be yeah. changed. I know it needs to be changed. You know. That's what I was trying to get about you real quick. Hey, let me hop in real quick on you though. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing, man, because I, I was the same way growing up. Like I rarely communicated, man. Um, one thing about communication though, it's a learned skill. Um, and one thing that helped me is I can't expect people to communicate with me if I'm not communicating with them. So say in an instance like with your son, I know for me, like me and my brother, we don't talk that much because just like you, I was like, I don't really know how to converse with loved ones who are men but for me now what i'm working on is whenever he he's on my mind hey i'm gonna shoot him a quick text it ain't gotta be a call you know what i'm saying just shoot him a quick text like hey bro what's going on he was on my mind just thinking about you everything straight and that goes a long way because it opens up it opens up that door for communication you know what i'm saying and you just got to get you're probably comfortable not communicating what you're going to have to work on is getting out of that comfort zone, my man. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And a lot of times you're going to have to be the first one to reach out because people are used to you not communicating. So what they do is not communicate with you because you don't communicate with them. So, yeah, you just gonna have to, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and start just reaching out first. I know it's going to be hard at first, man. Trust me, I've been there. But the more you do it, the easier it gets and then the easier those conversations get. And then you'll see, like, your kids, they'll start opening up to you more. They'll start talking to you more. They'll start being honest with you more, asking you questions. And it'll just open up a world of a world of communication that's not there right now just because the lines are closed on both sides. You know what I'm saying? That's so, what's that's, that's yeah. some good, good words right there. He, he wasn't lying, though, because I damn and talk to him every day. Nay. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember. He ain't lying to you now. It ain't no, I don't, I understand yeah. what it is. You know, the nigga, if the nigga ain't want to talk to me, he want to answer Nick calls. Man, how much I'll be going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, it's just what it is. We can talk about all sorts. You just, everything, whatever. That's what it is. It just, yeah, it just, as soon as the conversation gets started, and it's something that is, I want to talk about, it's going to get talked about. We're going to talk about it for a minute. Like with my son, yeah. it just, I don't know. Like I be wanting him to, you know, have a conversation of why you leave my mama and me, but he ain't ever came with that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, just ask me. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't never asked me. So, yeah, it's just know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if, if if you if that's the question you want him to ask, why not just tell him? Because it's it's hard for me to. to hurt his feelings, you know what I'm saying? And because I know the story, you know, that he's been read or been told, 
stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just hard for me to go ahead and tell him the whole truth without him asking me, because I don't want him to be thinking that it, because I know how it, when it comes out and the person just comes out with shit on your parent, it don't come out right. You know what I'm saying? It just, if I just come out and start shitting on her, he just gonna, he ain't going, his, his, I ain't gonna say his brain ain't gonna be open, but I don't know his brain like that. He is old man either. But I just don't feel his brain is gonna receive it, right? Is he gonna be angry? And he's all everything I say is just gonna be taken angrily. And he ain't gonna recept, he ain't gonna receive it because he ain't asking for it. You know what I'm saying? He might not wanna know. So I don't wanna just just come out the blue and just tell him, you know. That that's why I ain't really said nothing. He just saying yeah. never happened. And maybe I he maybe he feel maybe he know, like you know, yeah. Just Mm-hmm. So what what it it kind of what it sounds like is, is you're operating under the assumption of how you think he's going to react to you know what happened between you you and his mom, um, and with communication delivery is super important, um, and it's all about honesty. I mean, mm-hmm. honesty hurts, bro. It is it, it's what it is, but how you deliver that honesty is one thing as well. Um, so, I mean, I would implore you to just, you know, reach out to him, like, hey, you know, you want to see if we can grab some drinks or something, you know, get him in a relaxed setting where it's just you and him and y'all can really just chill, you know, be boys and talk. And, you know, just ask him, like, hey, bro, you ever, you know, thought about or had a question about, you know, what happened between me and your mom and just see, you know, fill him out, see how he's feeling about it. And oh, then yeah. from there, you can kind of, you know, navigate the conversation a little bit better. Um, but just don't assume he's going to be mad because honestly, he may not be. He may be receptive to what you're saying. And it ain't that you're shitting on his mom. It's just, you know, what happened between us happened. It's the past. We didn't work out. Hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and we just both moved on. But I feel like you just got to be honest. And you, you just got to, you got to, you got to, you got to reach out to him. Because it sounds like he's not doing the reaching. He's probably waiting on you to reach out to him. He ain't going to say that, but I know as a man without having a father in my life, if I did have a dad and we weren't on the best communication terms, I would love for him to just shoot me a text one day be like, hey, bro, what you, you know, you busy this weekend? You want to go grab some drinks or something? Like, I would love that. And then from um, there, just let the conversation flow as it will. But just open up that door to see if he, you know, he can get them in a, a setting to where you guys can just both sit down man to man and just talk stuff out, you know, and who knows what may come from that, but it's all about getting that started, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I think to I give you the, the, the flip advice. side, as the, on, as the kid... Quick. Hold on quick. So, I come to you for advice all the time. The stance that I'm at with it, even even having this topic, that's why I was like, man, we need to, we really need to do this here. We all need to grow as men. We all have communication issues that we need to do, but you have three kids now you got four kids separate ages like the whole spectrum from grown all the way to a baby you know and in between and it's like you got that like I'm trying to learn and get my game and experience through you for my future for my kid now and for the future ones to come as the kid who didn't communicate with the father for that perspective and I get everybody's different but just wanted to give y'all a different perspective um, I had I made the assumption that my dad didn't want to talk to me and he had the assumption that I didn't want to talk to him so here we were um, 
wanting to talk to each other, but thinking the other one didn't want to listen. And it took, fortunately, for my mom to say, you know, you could just talk to your dad. Like he wants, he wants to talk to you, but he don't think you want to talk to him. And I can, I can think back, and this actually just happened recently. Um, I was going through some struggles with work and I called him and I never called my dad. I always called my mom and she talked to him and he talked to her. She come back to me. But I was at such a low point that I just need to talk to somebody. And I just called my dad. When I tell you the sense of urgency, the, 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 the care he had um, when I called him was something I didn't, I didn't realize was going to happen. I mean, every day from the moment I called him, he was calling me to check in. Just a simple, how you doing? How's it going? And we never had this type of we never had this type of communication. But when I opened that line of communication, like, hey, I'm struggling right now. I just need to talk. I don't know what to do. He then saw that, okay, he wants to talk. And the it's been free-flowing since. So I say that to say it's gonna take one side, you know, whether it's it's you wanting to communicate and you're thinking they don't want to hear from you or them vice versa somebody's going to have to take that step and i can say personally when i took that step it turned out it turned out great you know it it, it was a things got it was clearer um we talk every day now uh checks in um, just a simple hey i'm just checking in on you we never did that i'm 27 years old he checked in with me through my mom and now he's calling me now checking in and it all started i genuinely feel we make picking up the phone and saying, opening that line of communication that I hadn't did for 20 plus years. Um, so it's tough, it's hard. Um, I, I was at a low point to get there. So I encourage, you know, don't let trauma or don't let something bad happen to start that communication. We hit you with this situation. So it's like, you know, you and your father are more free flowing now. And it's like, even with me and mine, we were on bad terms before. We hashed it out, talked about it. Now we good. You know, we good. But even so, we still, we don't talk on an everyday basis at all. You know, and there was that that instance like, shit, we might go months without even a talk because I'm like, I'm not about to reach out to the nigga. If the nigga want to talk, he's going to reach out to me. He was feeling the same way. I'm like, the phone go both ways, whatever. I'm feeling like some sort of parental like he should make the first step in his eyes i should make the first step that same back and forth then eventually one of us will check in we might chop it up for a little bit we might go weeks without talking to each other we tap back in real quick some shit like that but that's just our relationship and it's understood that we don't talk on a daily basis and, and, and it's just fine. I don't think either of us have an issue with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, shit, that's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to say anything's wrong with that. Because like me and my boys back home, we're the same way. Like, we don't talk every day. We may talk once a month. Uh, but I mean, that's just, you know, that's just how we communicate. It ain't nothing bad. Um, mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, I feel like, we as men, especially black men, we have a, a, a prideness about us, that ego 
And a lot of times that pride and ego gets in the way on both sides. And like you said, he was like, hey, if you want to talk to me, he can reach out. And a lot of men feel like that. That's why a lot of men don't reach out to their male friends, family members, whatever the case may be. But you quick to reach out to a female, but not a, not, your, not your bro. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we have to we have to break down that pride and ego. And like for me, like I said, it's, it's a work. It's, it's constant work. And for me, like I said, whenever my bro's on my mind, hey, I'm reaching out to him. I don't care if he, he don't have to reach out to me first. I'm reaching out to him. Quick text, quick call. Hey, bro, how you doing? How the baby's doing? How my niece and nephew? You know, you good? You straight? You need anything? And that's all it takes, bro. Sometimes we just got to strip that pride and ego out of the, the equation. And, bro, that's my that's my guy. If he on my mind, I'm going to reach out to him, period. And that's where it should end. If he's on your mind, you should reach out to him. That's it. That's it. There you go. There you go. That's where it's at. Good conversation. <laughs> Real good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said that pride and ego. Um, that kind of hit. That hit a little. I was thinking yeah. about myself in that situation and wanting the question of, of why. I'm just curious. Like, why do we? Why do we? Where did that come from? You know, like, why do we do that? What is that? Because I'm thinking of certain certain people. I'm like. I'm not going to reach out. And when I think and I ask myself, why aren't you going to reach out? It's like, I don't know if that person wants me to reach out to them. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I don't have an answer. I don't have really a big question. It's just me thinking, you yeah. know, if, if I don't feel like the person wants to reach out. Um, okay. I'll take a step back. I'll think about it. I just blank. <laughs> Damn, it's a it's a uh, it's an uncomfortable uh topic. I yeah, mean, it's a, I don't it's because you know? there's some truths that come out with it. That pride it comes oh, yeah. with a lot of truths that mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people don't want to admit to. Like, I know my pride comes from not having a dad, but my uncle, which was really somebody who I deemed my uncle, he's really my cousin, you know what I'm saying, through all they down south niggas, but whatever. He was my cousin, but I deemed him my uncle because my real uncle wasn't on nothing. This cousin, he was teaching me at a young age, you know what I'm saying, he was telling me, get you a house, get you a truck, and get you a job and you can make it in America, you know what I'm saying? He was teaching me that side of the world, where these other ones, they wasn't really on nothing, they just wanted me there for whole bunch of other dumbass reasons. And that's what I learned was how to be an uncle. I didn't learn how to be a father. I didn't learn how to be a dad. I knew how to be an uncle. So I just, I knew how to be the best uncle I could be. That's it. And that's what my pride as a father comes in at because I don't know how to do it. So I'll just be prideful and come up and make up some story for the lack of father education or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just call it, I'll just call it whatever I need to call it, just pride or or whatever. But it's just that's why I feel about it. Yeah. Because it's it, that's just you just sparked something in me. Um, you know, this idea, you know, this this space, the you know, the title of the of the podcast, whatever you want to call it, Rise of Black Fathers. 
And I didn't have a father, but I don't know how to be a father. And I, again, y'all can correct me. You know, I had a father, so I'm coming from a different viewpoint, but is it really that difficult? You know, why do we make being a father that difficult? I, I think of like, yeah, I had a father and there were some things that he did that I probably wouldn't do. And there's some things that he did that I would do. When I take a step back and I think about what type of father am I going to be? How am I going to approach this? There's no handbook. You can look at other people. You can take experiences and learn from there. But when I think about when you try to break it down to the simple, when I think about it, I'm just like, I'm going to just treat my kids the way that I want to be treated. You know, like, and, and y'all can correct me wrong. Y'all have kids and y'all can tell me, y'all don't have a kid. Y'all can tell me if there's, there's difficulty with that. When I think about it, if I want my if I want my kid to communicate with me, I'm going to communicate with my kid. If I want my my kid to respect me, there's going to be a level of respect I'm going to give my kid. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I want if I want my kid to hear me when I talk to him, then I'm going to hear my kid when they talk to me. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me it seems very simple in that regard. That just show your kid the way you want them to be and that's the best you can do oh yeah I jump in one second and i and i and whatever not no rebuttal or whatever but for me it, that's like exactly what you said is like treat your kids how you want to be treated and that comes back to like with the fathers and stuff you know what I'm saying not being there because you don't know how you want to be treated because you ain't never been treated so for for me and what I'm saying is with my son, my older son and all my kids, when I didn't grow up with no dad, I didn't give a fuck about no dad. So I don't care about that part with them because I know they'll grow up and be just fine in America, just like I was without no dad, even though I'm here. That That's the part where a father comes into play because he can show you and and instill just the part of the not giving a, a fuck part. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the part that's in my in my head from him not being there because without him, mama struggling. She meet another dude. He get her pregnant. Now she he leaves. He so the fathers that was there, it was just like, oh, so that's that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it's supposed to be. And that's how it just got instilled in me. And even when I grew up and started growing up and started realizing, okay, I'm out here picking women to choose and stuff like that, but it still always came back to, even with them out being there, he was still teaching me how not to be a father. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't teaching me how to be a father. He was teaching me how not to be one. Not and teaching me how not to be a, a man, I guess, whatever definition that is. But he was just teaching me how not, he was teaching, he was, by him not being there, he was teaching me all the bad qualities of a father. That's the only thing I learned. So. Let me, let me jump. Are you, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want to, uh, man, you gave me another perspective in here too. So to backtrack on yours, JJ, when you were talking about that, you know, why is it not so simple? Um, I think a part of that, what is like self-love is like, okay, you know, that's one area is like, 
if you didn't have that and you might be missing an area of yourself and you haven't healed it yet, which, you know, those can be some deep wounds. Um, how can you, you know, you, you're looking to, you either, you're still holding on to those wounds. So it's like, you know, you have children growing up, but you still have those wounds. Like, if they're not healed, that child is going to be, is going to feel, it's like the ripple effect of that wound is extending off to your children. We got to be able to dive deep inside. And it's a hard thing to do to be able to like really resuscitate rather than having that father figure there, regardless whether perfect situation or not. Um, but even to hit on a different thing, you know, your father didn't have a father. So it's like, man, even if you were to ask him that question on, uh, you know, how was it easy, you know, going in your situation of having a father present, even though he didn't have one, you know, looking at it. I mean, he ain't here to answer for himself, but. Yeah, I got that. I got that answer. His, yeah. his, his thing in, I have this answer without asking him. This is my perception of his answer. I will, I will make that note. Okay. He fathered me the way he would have wanted to be fathered. That's how he approached fatherhood. So he didn't have a father and he believed that if he had someone to give him discipline, he would have been better off. So he gave me discipline. You know what I mean? So if, 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 if he wanted somebody at his games, he wanted somebody to be there to pick him up at school. He wanted somebody to, when he's done, he looks in the stands or he looks at the gate he wanted his dad to be there. So what did my dad do? He took a job that started at 6 a.m. So he was off by two so he can pick me up from school and take me to practice because he wanted to be there. He drives trucks for a living. He could have made more money driving across country. Why didn't he do it? Because he wanted to be there present for his kids because that's what he wanted as a kid. He wanted the, his dad just to be present. So that's the way that he, he approached parenthood. And it took me a while to get that. I don't even know if he could have communicated that to me, but now that I'm older and I'm looking back, he parented me in a way that he wanted to be parent. So yeah, he didn't have an example. Yeah, he probably saw other people that had parents. He saw other people in the community and the projects that had father figures and he took little bits from them. But at the end of the day, he just gave me what he wished he had. And that's all he can do. So that's why when I look back and I see, you know, why did you talk to me this way? Why did you do this that way? I'm like, oh, he was doing that because that's what he wanted. And that was his way of showing that I'm here, I'm a father. And this is what I'm gonna do. And it made me appreciate. Let me ask you the question on instead of me trying to explain it. So do you think that is easy to do? No, not at all. I think it, it takes, you have to say within yours, you have to be, like he was, he, he, he told me the story, man. Um, he met his dad on two occasions. Um, one time he met him. I don't go to, to all the, I don't remember all the details, but this one sticks in my head. Such and such, you know, he lived in the project, small community, so they know who you are. And they told him where his dad was. And he just went up to him and confronted him and said, you know, I think you're my father. I don't remember the word, I think you're my father, you're my father. And he said, uh, the guy, his father, whoever it was, um, however you want to call him, he was. He said, you know, um, 
I'm not, I'm not your father. Your, your mom was everywhere. Something of that nature. And in that moment, it clicked to him that I don't need him. I don't want him. I'm gonna be good on my own. But it took that moment for him to be like, all right, he's not gonna be in my life. I don't have a father. But that doesn't mean, but he didn't let that define him. He didn't let that bot like change his his way of fighting. He he then said, I'm gonna be a better father than my father was. And I've that took that him moment. personally to do. I had that moment in in oh man. I had that moment. I know exactly where he's coming from in that instance. One thing that I can say. It's easy to be a deadbeat. It's easy not to be present and not worry about it. And it's hard to be a present father and actually want and care for another human life. Like it's extra responsibility when you really look at it. So it's like when we go to, when we look at like the worldwide of just black men in general, of all the struggles and stuff that we've already had place on us, whatever, we're adding extra to us. And it's hard to be able to not only deal with every day-to-day lives and what of the bullshit we deal with, but then it's like, okay, I really care and want to help this child become the best they, that they can be. Even somebody who's a Debbie, they can want that. They can want the best for their child, but do mm. they know how? Where do you get that know-how? Not everybody is present and conscious enough to be able to do the step-by-step on how to you know, become the best father, you know, shit, if I had all, I, I, I truly want to become, I will become the best father that I can be, capability, but I can't oh. do it myself. I need to talk to y'all. I need to talk to other people. I need to go through trials and tribulations. Mm. Shit is not easy. This shit is hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the problem, I think the problem is, um, It's easy, you know, it's easy to, to lay down with another woman. And and what people don't, or you know, I can even say me, you know, what you don't always think about is every time you you lay down with another woman, you are taking the chance on potentially becoming a father. Oh, every yeah. birth control, condoms, whatever the situation may be, no matter how fun and exciting it is, every time you lay down, you are taking a chance on becoming a father. And I think if we start thinking of it that way, your 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 how you react, how you how often you you partake in the bedroom may change. You really think that's gonna change? I would like to think. I mean, we're over here trying to elevate the mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if we if we really talking, that's the way we should think. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying that's the way we should think. If you're going to lay down, yeah, potentially taking a chance on being a father. Yeah, the moment you take that condom off, the moment you think you're going to pull out, are you ready for the potential outcome of what may happen with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way you, you, you kind of have to think. You, my boy, I know exactly where you're coming from. Just being 100% real with it, shit. I know I've been there before even after my child like i don't want i still don't want no more kids but it's still like you get caught up in the moment you know thinking with the wrong head shit that situation just might be feeling too motherfucking good i'm like damn you know you get caught up in the moment 
you can call myself irresponsible at the time or whatever. God bless. Yeah, you know, that situation. I, I still only got one child, but it's just like, you know, just being 100% real with the shit. Man, it, it, it sounds good. But, the you know, when, when I take it just out of myself worldwide, the shit's happening. We just got to be able to, you know, if the situation did happen, is that person going to man up and rise to the occasion if she's pregnant? She's like, I'm keeping it rather than, oh, no, I had no intentions on getting you pregnant. Oh, fuck you and that kid, whatever the case is. Like, okay, are you man enough to, to own up to what you did is the real, is the real question. Because we know them yeah. don't matter. And that and that's the thing, like you said, you gotta you gotta wanna be a father. And like a lot of dudes don't wanna be a father. And I mean, when you got a guy that don't wanna be a dad, ain't much you can do that's gonna change his mind. But if you gotta do anything, I cannot know how to play soccer, but if I have a want and a will to learn how to do it, I'm gonna do it. Same thing with being a father. Ain't no playbook for this, but you got to have a will and a want to learn. And the resources are out here for us, especially as black men. We got groups like this. There's plenty of books, groups. I mean, it's, it's so much out there. Like the internet is full of knowledge, bro. You just got to have a want to do it. And what I find with a lot of men is they don't want to do it. And you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. I can give you all the resources in the world, but if you're not going to take the time to sit down and actually learn from it, ain't nothing I can do for you. So we can lay down, but we also got to understand, like JJ said, we got to understand what comes after that. And if, hey, it may slip up if a baby come out of it, the woman has a say if she's going to keep that baby or not. If she chooses to keep it, you as a man have a responsibility to help take care of that child. And for me and mine, like I grew up without a father. And I promised myself I will never have a child on this earth and I will not be actively present in their life, period. I don't care if the child was out of wedlock. I didn't want the child. Was I don't care. If I have a child on this earth, best believe I'm going to be in that child's life active and present, period. I don't care if we get married, if it was one, whatever the case may be. That's my child. Hey, we may not be on the best of terms, but for the sake of this child, we're going to figure it out. And that's that's what it is for me anyway. That's my mindset. Mm -hmm. and, that, and we need more men that think like that. Like you gotta, you're responsible enough to lay down with that woman, to ejaculate inside of her. You gotta be responsible enough to be to be ready for pregnancy on the other side. And that's just the truth. That's and the onus ain't always on the woman. And I hate the fact that women always have to foot the bill in a sense when it comes to children, because men are fifty percent responsible for that child, but men get escaped. While the woman's left taking care of that child. Another great episode of The Rise of Black Fathers. Man. We're starring Jerry and Tommy talking about communication. We'll see y'all next time. Ah,